had a series of visions when I was younger. And after each one ended, the same thought would be stuck in my head. What did you see? I saw none. Hello and welcome back to Scream 101. I'm Brennan. And I'm Sergio. Um, we have a slightly sick Sergio in our in our midst. When today, am I not so. sick? When have I not been sick? Sergio when he gets sick is very much a man about it in that he is very dramatic and assumes that he's dying and refuses to drink fluids, which will help. We're all dying, and what good will the fluids do? I'll just pee them out. I mean I mean that'll help too. It it you know flushes your system. Does it really do that? Yeah, that's what pee does. I don't know. Pee's full of uh, trash. Look, I don't spend my time doesn't... messing with that junk science. Okay. <laughs> Biology. <laughs> yes. Anyway, um, you you would you would totally know it by our banter, but we're here to discuss the nun. Um, this is our. Oh, I mean. In, in real time, right now, it's the middle of September, and we just watched The Nun, but this is going to come out in November, so we can kind of uh, stave off Sergio's finals week and give him a little break. Yeah, although I'll only have two finals this semester. So. Oh, that's so Holla. nice. So you can do more podcasts, right? I can totally do that. Okay, great. Um, no, never mind. Um, so we're doing The Nun. Um, I already... We were, we've done one of these before. We did the first Purge. Um, so... I think that's supposed to be the third week now, even though we thought it would be the first. And I think this is the fourth week. It's a whole thing. I'm I don't sure. know. Brennan keeps track of these things. Don't come yelling at me when it's time to collect the rent. I know that much. Yeah. And it just it gets really confusing. And so I'm not going to really commit to a firm date on when you're hearing this. But you're listening. So thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> thank you for that confusing rant. Yeah. No, it's just... Recording ahead of time is really difficult, and, and just, it's just, like, such a burden on me. Mm-hmm. JK. Here's the plot of The Nun. <laughs> when a young nun at a cloistered abbey in Romania takes her own life, a priest with a haunted past and a novitiate on the threshold of her final vows are sent by the Vatican to investigate. Together, they uncover the Order's unholy secret— which presumably the Vatican knew about, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, risking not only their lives, but their faith and their very souls, they confront a malevolent force in the form of a demonic nun. I have a problem with that description. What's your problem? It does not What's mention... your problem, Sergio? <laughs> you know what my problem is? What? The rent's too damn high. Okay, but what's the problem with this The thing? problem with this thing is... It we does can not... build your campaign later. Oh my god. <laughs> it does not mention our hero, Frenchie. Oh, yeah, and that's the only thing I want to mention in this show. The one good thing to come out of this movie was Frenchie. Yeah, what's his name? I'm going to look it up. Uh, Some Um, French. Yeah, some French guy. Jacques. He was an L. I know that much. Yeah, with Isabelle Huppert. Mm -hmm. We know Uh, her name, but not his. His name is Jonas uh, Bloquet. Okay, yeah. Jonas he was Bloquet. The shining star of that movie. There was Mm -hmm. this one scene in the movie featuring Frenchie. And Brennan just, like, dropped his jaw. I mean, he just, he answers his door in his pajamas, and he's just dripping with sweat just because he had a nun nightmare, and I'm mm-hmm. like, I'd still tap that. Okay. I'd, I'd tap his uh, knees to test his reflexes and make sure he's a fine and healthy boy. 
Okay. So I can tap that. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. So see. Oh yes. I am not going to say anything else. You can continue, Brennan. Okay. How do we rate these movies? Um, we rate all of our movies on scariness, campiness, effects, and quality. And for the record, Frenchie is a French Canadian farm boy from who's living in Romania because you you know um, he like saw the village and got this like. He's like the original hipster, you know? Yeah, he, he, he has white savior syndrome. He's like, I need to help these people mm-hmm. by being a useless layabout farm boy. Well, he was like, no, their lifestyle just really like talks to me. So I just decided to live here and it just made sense, you know? Yeah, I right, never questioned it. Right next to this evil nunnery that's literally <laughs> leaking evil into the town. That's a line that is said in this movie. Is it really? Yeah, the oh, evil is leaking the, out. It was when they're in the bar, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, and I was like, the the answer to most problems in horror movies, which is move, <laughs> but whatever. Um, so yeah, what's your scariness score for The Nun, a.k.a. La Mona? You know, this is going to be controversial. It's going to be my horror statement hot take. Your bold horror statement? My bold horror statement. It was a one. Yeah, oh, me too. I was not scared at all. There I was, was... Sorry. Go ahead if you want to... I just think I was so ready to be scared or uh-huh. like, you know, like fun popcorn. Uh-huh. Ah, boo. Yeah. I was ready for my jump scares. Like, The Nun is, I don't know what you, like a spinoff of a spinoff. Um, it's in the James Wan family of features. He was credited as, an, as a producer. Yeah, uh, for good reason, because he is one. So I was expecting him to to scare me, to get some scares out of this. I mean, even Annabelle, which is an apocalyptically stupid movie, mm-hmm. has some good scares in it. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't need, like, a... I mean, I would love a great story. Uh, and this had the promise of a decent story um, or the hope of one. But there were absolutely no scares. And the story was so boring. And then the effects. Uh, I mean, well, you're just blasting through our, our, our categories here. Uh-huh. I don't know. It's just it's terrible. None of it was redeeming. Like if one of these things was halfway good, it maybe would have saved the other. Uh-huh. But it had nothing. So I just gave it a one. Okay. Um, was there anything that came remotely close to scaring you? I don't remember ever feeling scared. I remember being like halfway through the movie and being like, when is this over? <laughs> like, I have reading to do. Yeah. Um, yeah, my, my question for you is, how many scares did this movie have? And the answer is none. Ha. <laughs> uh... I see what you did there. I'm basically stealing a tweet that you made. Yes, I but um, check out Sergio's Twitter, everyone. I deleted that tweet. Why? So your <laughs> teachers wouldn't see it? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why I was in class yesterday. Oh, my God. Although I was um, sick. You know, you can hear the sickness now. I absolutely Pray for can. me. Um, yeah, I didn't jump <clears throat> once. And I jump at the stupidest movies. Um it's true. I opened the door the other day, and he just got freaked the fuck out. That is so true. I was ready to fight. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, there's um, there's one image that I liked. I don't know if I was scared by it, but the shadow of the nun is like walking along the wall, and Taisa Farmiga, who is the novitiate or whatever, the person who hasn't taken her vows yet, mm-hmm. which, you know, could have had an arc didn't Mm-mm. just in the end she's like i believe in god because of this nun i guess mm-hmm. let's, let's do a nun let's be a nun uh-huh. um but anyway so the she's watching the shadow of this nun walk on the wall and there's nothing behind her um but then like it walks over to a mirror and then the like shadow 
As the shadow crosses into the mirror, the nun walks up behind her, like in the mirror. Mm-hmm. It's hard to describe, but I thought it was a really cool shot. Mm-hmm. It turned into a scare that was nothing. Yeah. Um, but I thought that was, there are some good images that could be spooky. Mm-hmm. One scene that sort of scared me was, uh, uh, and I say sort of in the sense that it was creepy, not that like I was like, ooh, uh, it's the opening scene is the nun killing herself. Yes. Uh, and then friend, she finds her and he like alerts the Vatican because that's uh-huh. what one does. Uh, everybody has the Pope on speed dial in Romania, apparently. Oh, yeah. That's weird. Who, d- who did he call? Like what, what is the ladder of middle management Catholicism that he had to get through in order for this to happen? Mm-hmm. Um, and so eventually we are joined by the Novitiate and uh, Damien Bashir and Frenchie. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. <laughs> I have things to say about Damien Bashir. Um they all show up to find this dead nun corpse. And oh. then, like, you, they go into the the place where Frenchie left her. Um, and, like, the corpse is sitting up. Which, who leaves a corpse sitting up? And he didn't. So, he didn't. So, uh, that was, like, the one freaky part. Like, oh, like, what's happening here with this corpse? And then it turns into a ridiculous zombie nun at one point. Mm-hmm. We're spoiling this movie, by the way. Mm-hmm. Although, that's, like, literally 20 minutes in. It's so dumb. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing this movie, like, you know... Maybe it was comforting or uncomforting, I should say, is that clearly the church is being run by idiots because these were all idiots. The smartest person was Frenchie because he left. That is true. He saw that there was nunnery afoot and he left. <laughs> yes, he did. Yeah. And he, he pulled a giant cross out of the ground to take home with him, mm-hmm. which was the best of his, com- like his really terrible comic relief. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Um, there is a really, really lame and stupid scene where Demian Bashir um, gets buried alive mm-hmm. um, by, you know, ghost magic, whatever. Mm-hmm. Who who could give a crap? We didn't even see the dirt being pushed onto him. But that makes it spooky. It was lame. Oh, yeah, it was super lame. And it was a payoff to a setup that came out of nowhere and needed no payoff and didn't need to be there in the first place. Mm-hmm. But but while he's in the coffin... We learned some history, maybe. Oh, yeah, because the there's the bells, bells of, like, you can pull the bell if you've been buried alive. Mm-hmm. And it does the exact scare that you would expect where all the bells start ringing at once. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, no, while he's in the coffin, <coughs> which the reason he's there and the way he gets out is both very stupid. Um, but when he's in the coffin, he starts to hear noises all around him. And that's kind of creepy. Um, like being in a confined space where there shouldn't be anything and it sounds like something's in there with you. Mm-hmm. Of course like most of the potentially elegant scare sequences in this movie, it turns into a really horrid CGI fest of the nun face, like flashing next to him while hands grab him. Mm -hmm. And it's just really, uh, it's inelegant. It's brutal. And it tries to bash you in the face with things that just refuse to be scary because they're so just blunt and ill thought through, Mm -hmm. I guess, and plastered with CGI. Mm hmm. Um, yeah, and the best of the scares that they have is just, like, there's nuns with bags over their heads, and they're not moving, but then suddenly, one of them turns was... the head to look at Damien Bashir, or whoever, and there's a cracking noise, and I'm like, these nuns don't need an exorcist, they just need a chiropractor. <laughs> yeah, I remember that scene, and I was so over the group nuns, because the nuns were pretty much, like, 
they operated in formation all the time. Like they had like choreography. <laughs> they they did. were perfectly symmetrical. They were straight up sound of music nuns. Mm-hmm. So I was. Uh, it was an effect that was maybe creepy at first, but like it got played out. Yeah, it, there's only so many cracking bones I can deal with. Like, mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's a mainstay of this franchise. Annabelle Creation had cracking bones. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it just, literally none of it was scary. One thing that was, again, creepy but not scary was we know this convent is clearly like empty. Uh-huh. Uh, and there's like the mother superior. Oh, uh, yeah. So she was kind of creepy. Because she's, like, draped in a black cloth, uh-huh. like uh, Penelope Cruz uh-huh. in The Assassination of Gianni Versace. Yes. I do wonder why none of them ever, like, questioned her. Yeah, uh, she was just, like, sitting on the back of a stone chair being all creepy. All alone, and everyone was like, well, this is just fine. Um, I mean, maybe that's just how Catholicism is. I don't have enough of a frame of reference, but it seems very creepy in general, and, like, a lot of... Everybody just being, that's fine. Yeah, rituals that seem very extra. (laughs) Um, You're not wrong. Uh, And then, well, we know this convent to be empty, aside from this maybe Mother Superior type figure. But eventually we do see some ghost nuns, some nun females in the actual cloister, where our hero, Thaisa Farmiga, is just getting to know them and stuff. Uh-huh. And so I thought that was weird because I was like, we know that these nuns aren't clearly here, but they're here. So what's the story behind this? Yeah, she hangs with these nuns for so long. Uh-huh. Um, this movie really should be called The Nuns because there's infinite nuns in this movie, mm-hmm. and they're all ghosts. So all of the, like they weren't even ghosts; they were just like a combination of ghosts and also uh, like the nuns, like the evil nuns' magic abilities to like create hallucinations. Yeah, the evil nun does have, like, an army of backup nuns. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, like Beyonce, if she dressed as a nun for Mm -hmm. one scene. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. It was, that made no sense. And also, there was that one scene, and it's going to lead us into... Campiness. uh, Is it campiness or next thing? Yeah. Oh, well, I'll save it then, because it's going to be an effect. Oh, okay. Um, Yeah, let's do campiness. Uh, What's your score for, for this one? Two. I'm going to give it a three, although I agree with you that it's kind of a low-scoring one. Yeah. it's. I don't really think there was anything that was campy. I mean, the nun's lines towards the end of it were a little bit, you know, uh, ill thought out. Yeah, and the nun does not need to speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no need for that. Yeah. So it just got very... Like, at one point, the nun is telling Frenchie, you know, she has him by the neck, and she's like, tomorrow... A village will wake up without its idiot. And yeah, it's like, like, you're not Freddy Krueger. Yeah, you don't need to be funny. The fact that you're a dead nun is creepy enough. If you were an alive nun, that would be creepy. Uh, you don't need dialogue. True. No, and the thing, the thing that's really <coughs> disappointing is that in The Conjuring 2, where the nun premiered, the nun was really creepy. The nun was the scariest part of that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and... This this movie totally deflates any sense of tension about the nun. You mm-hmm. don't really learn anything important about this demon or how it operates or what it wants. Um, so it kind of ruins the point of this being a prequel. Uh-huh. And it just really so utterly fails to be scary that it retroactively makes The Conjuring 2 a worse movie. Uh-huh. Part of me thinks that this was so bad so that they couldn't do another sequel. 
Because this movie is yeah, pretty finite. I mean, director Corin Hardy was like, we don't, we need none more of these movies. Yeah. Well, maybe James Wan was like, you know, I'm done like making spinoffs of spinoffs because this was a spinoff of, well, The Conjuring, and also it connected to Annabelle Creation. Um, yeah, because the the Latina nun from Annabelle Creation had visited this convent, mm-hmm. I guess, before this happened. Uh-huh. Um, and then it, it this movie has a bookend of uh, Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga being like, hey, remember The Conjuring? Mm-hmm. Frenchie's in it. Um, it was Frenchie all that along. That is kind of cool. I, I do like how they tie in those little details, mm-hmm. um, which must be fun for the fans, because I did not remember that scene. No, who would? Um... I just, that was my two my two my story. Oh, okay. Idea. Um, that that might make sense. I think he realized that the next one would be a Crooked Man movie, and he was like, "Oh, we can't do that. Uh-huh. Let's tank this." <laughs> Although it did not work because this movie made infinite money. Like, if if box office really responded to quality, this movie would make none money. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna keep saying this joke until it becomes funny. Okay. It was funny the one time I said it, and then now it's just dead. That's true. Um, but it's none funny. Uh, that was good. Okay, go yeah. ahead. Um, anyway, I, I gave it a three out of five for campiness because there is just some crazy, insane bullshit in this movie. Well, the closing scene. The closing scene is so good. Scene, yeah. Um, the way that Taisa Farmiga defeats the nun. Mm-hmm. So there's this relic that can that contains the sweet blood of Jesus. Apparently, Jesus had so much blood because so many movies have the blood of Christ in them. Yeah, I mean, we we saw Jesus' blood before in uh, Tales from the Crypt presents Demon Knight. Mm-hmm. There's a little cameo Jesus made in there. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so there's this relic full of Jesus' blood, which shirt. Uh-huh. Um, he he gave them a lot of blood. It maybe is it maybe a church that believes in a transubstantiation, so they would like drink the wine that turns into blood and they just spit it into the relic. I have no homie. Just keep going. Anyway, <laughs> so yeah, there's this relic that they need to use to seal the gateway of demons or whatever. It doesn't make any sense. Who could possibly care? Uh-huh. Um, but the nun is drowning Taisa Farmiga, and then um, the nun has has the relic in her hand, and she's like, "Haha, I have won. You can't use this against me." But then she noticed the relic is basically a Christmas ornament full of blood. Yeah, <laughs> it's basically the poster for the <laughs> remake of Black Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um. But there's a hole in it, and the blood is gone, and the bun- the nun's like, what? <laughs> the nun was pretty dumbfounded. Yeah. And then Thaisa Farmiga's like, surprise, I bet you thought you'd seen the last of me. I didn't drown, and she spits that Jesus blood all over the nun's face, and... It's a beautifully dumb sequence that's probably super sacrilegious. Yeah. Um, but then the nun just kind of dissolves, I guess. Uh-huh. But I think this is the first time I've seen a movie where the evil horror villain gets destroyed by someone spitting blood all over them. Jesus' blood. Um, the Wizard of Oz. That was a bucket. That's totally I'm different. Melting, I'm it's ba- melting. It's that if Dorothy just spit on her. <laughs> <laughs> Which I would have loved. That would have been a whole different movie right there. The gays would have loved it even more. Yeah. Somebody get on that remake. Yes, please uh, do. Reimagining. Um God, I'm sure someone's trying. I'm sure Fox is doing it as their next live musical. Didn't they already they already did it? Well they did the Wiz. Oh yeah, they I think did it was NBC, but somebody did the Wiz. Oh, you're so right. Uh um 
Let's see what else is going on. Oh, this is funny. Oh, Damien Bashir. Every time he enters a room, he enters it like he's in a telenovela. Mm-hmm. He basically kicks the door in and poses like Christopher Columbus. Mm-hmm. That's a weird... I think... Never mind. <laughs> that was not a joke. Pretend that didn't happen. Well, Columbus Day is coming up in a month. Sure. So, federal workers, congratulations. <laughs> Happy um, Indigenous Peoples Day. Yay! I'm um, saying, so yeah, Damien Bashir, do, do you agree that... Because I remember us both kind of giggling at certain moments. No, 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 you're right. You're totally like... You know, spot on. That was nonsense. There's a nonsense, some might say. Um, there's a lot of posturing. <laughs> Sergio's having none of this joke. Mic drop, I'm done. <laughs> you don't mic drop for my joke. You're uh, just leaving. <laughs> I'm just leaving. That's, not, that's what's happening. Um, yeah, it's a bunch of nonsense. Um, anyway, what's your effect score, I guess? Um, I forgot what was I talking about that one time. Damien Bashir. I don't even oh, you mean earlier. Um, the effects, I can give it a two. Uh, there was some creepy snake stuff going on. It didn't really make much sense other than the fact that it was a reference to Valak being a demon of some sort. Sure. Uh, it was terrible CGI, but there was some effects. Um, there was something I was going to state, but I forgot what it was. So you go ahead and give your two pieces. Yeah, I mean, I'll agree. I'm giving this two out of five for effects. I mean, like most of the Conjuring movies, the effects, I think, are accomplished like in camera in terms of a lot of the scares of like things coming out of corners and shadows and stuff. And that's fun. It's not... I mean, it's it's well-crafted, but I, I don't know how much I consider it effects necessarily. Mm-hmm. It's not... And this one especially is not particularly ambitious with it. And then everything is plastered over with a layer of really terrible CGI. Like, The Nun is creepy enough if you just let that... Like, that really pale makeup on that lady's face. Like, she's very severe. And, like, accentuating that mm-hmm. is enough. And she's a good actress, I suppose. She was She was in the first one. This one is nothing. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, they put like weird little yellow cat eyes on her and weird zombie teeth. And it's just a, a waste of time and money. It totally erases anything mm-hmm. valuable about this character mm-hmm. who is nothing. She's yeah. just a, a cipher on which to put spooky things. No, that's that's exactly it. Um, I never remember what it was I was going to say earlier. I'm sorry. So it's, it clearly wasn't important. There's a beautiful overhead shot of the Romanian mountains. Yeah, I mean, I want to go there. No, I don't. <laughs> no. There's nothing in Romania that calls to me. Uh, what about Frenchie? He's French-Canadian. I'm going to Vancouver. Okay. You mean Quebec? Do you think Quebecs can't travel to Vancouver? The, the multiple cities of Quebec? Or, that's not a city. I'm so, I've confused myself at this point. People from Quebec can travel to Vancouver. They can, they can, but like if you're if you're just going French Canada, just like go the whole way. Don't just like stop. Well, if I go to French Canada, like they're going to have to speak French there. I'm going to have to speak French. There. You speak French. I speak barely any French, so it's better for me to go to Vancouver, where they will also speak English. Look, Montreal is a tourist town. Everyone's going for that famous Montreal buildings. I assume they have those. I don't know anything about French Canada. I apologize to my new best friend, Mark Forden, who is from there. Okay. From Canada. Anyway. Oh, man. Sorry. He's he's one of the co-hosts of Attack of the Queer Wolf, which I produce for the Blumhouse Podcast Network. Um, And he does that thing where whenever there's a word in French, he pronounces it like 
absurdly correctly mm-hmm. and it's terrifying because he's so good at it because he you know he's bilingual mm-hmm. or like multilingual he has a bunch mm-hmm. in there crammed in there mm-hmm. anyway what's your quality score for that nun um it's gonna be a one i hated it i'm so sorry i hated the story so much it had so much potential it could have been really good it could have had some jump scares in there it literally would have been great if the jump scares just worked mm-hmm. like that's all anyone needed from this movie uh-huh um the uh, the cast was fine um i liked the cast okay uh they had some pretty dumb dialogue i felt that they fell into the horror tropes way too many times oh my god we haven't even mentioned that the soul-crushing boredom of how many people wander off alone Mm -hmm. there's three of those scenes in a row Mm -hmm. and everyone sees us look okay let me paint a situation for you and let's see how you would respond to the situation Okay, so you're in this big spooky castle in Romania. You know there's an evil nun wandering around because mm-hmm. you've. Ugh. I also forgot to mention how she has visions mm-hmm. that are like plot convenient. Um, but so you know there's a big spooky nun, and also things are real weird. And also a zombie nun has probably fallen out of a tree on you at some point earlier and buried you alive. Mm-hmm. And so you're sitting in this room. You see a spooky nun you standing in her. the corner, and she walks into a doorway. What do you do? You follow her. Well, if you answered that answer, you are a character in this movie because you are dumb as piss. Mm-hmm. They all, I mean, if anything, it shows their commitment to the cloth. You know, they were determined to fulfill their mission in service to God. I guess so. Um, but in terms of, like, just self-preservation, they all should have died. They all deserve so to die. Times. Yeah, and literally, even in the end, they're like... There's just an ADR line of dialogue that Thaisa Farmiga clearly did not say on set where she's like, we need to search everywhere. Let's split up. Mm-hmm. And then they just wander off into their own little mini vignettes, mm-hmm. totally deflating the pacing of the movie as mm-hmm. we reach the climax. And then you're like, what's the actual point of any of this? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm giving this two out of five. And both of those points are for Frenchie, um, who is hot. He's hot enough. That his really terrible function as really, truly odious comic relief did not bother me. Mm-hmm. He has a quip at the end where he attacks the nun where she's like, stupid French boy. And he's like, I'm French Canadian, bitch. No, he doesn't say that. But if he was Freddy Krueger, he would. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so disappointing. Um, who could possibly care about Taisa Farmiga's spiritual journey in this movie? Um, there's really lame foreshadowing, including a crossword puzzle that teaches Demi and Bashir the way to get into the castle. Uh, It's just, it's really, it's ridiculous. Deliveries. It's so lame. Um, it's like this movie has a herd of setups and payoffs, but it doesn't know how to implement them at all. It's like somebody wrote this in a freshman, like freshman, uh, screenwriting class and it was like there has to be a payoff oh man how it can we really make is. it so obvious for all the people in the audience to know i have read <laughs> enough freshman uh seminar scripts to know that you are completely correct in that mm-hmm. um it's the type of uh script where if you want to show that someone is thinking of their dead wife they pull a picture of the dead wife out of their wallet and stare at it like nobody has done in the history of ever mm-hmm. but in movies is all the time mm-hmm. it's like that kind of leaden just bl- 
It's uh, uh, I have melted. Well, yeah, we're both pretty much just done talking about this movie. There's nothing else to say. We really didn't care for it. Um, I didn't really think anything was funny. I didn't even, like. I don't even think it's good for a hate watch. No, it, it's it's bland and uninteresting. Mm-hmm. Um, would does this kind of tank? your feelings about the conjuring franchise as a whole because no. you tend to like them no in general. i do like them because they jump scare me and that's what i go to them for uh-huh. uh so when the next one comes are you gonna be it depends who's in the next one i think maybe we're getting at that point where uh they're not trying as hard they're just gonna phone it in um which happens in franchises like let's just be real uh-huh. um uh and so it really does depend. Like, is the original cast back for it? Is, you know, my Patrick Wilson and the other Farmisa sister in there? Uh, yeah, like, so So if there's a Conjuring 3, which they're toying with making, or, mm-hmm. it's a thing. There's mm-hmm. probably one coming in, like, 2020 or something, mm-hmm. 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, so if there's a Conjuring 3, you'd see it. But if there's a, say, a Nun 2 or a Crooked Man or a... I would not want to see a Nun 2. No, I nobody needs this. I would not want to see a Nun 2. I would see maybe a Crooked Man or... The Crooked Man is so lame. And I, Annabelle I continues uh, something or other. But yeah, I think yeah they they might return to the Annabelle well because that's the one that's actually working for them. Uh, but the Nun made so much money. I mean, m- maybe it'll have a really severe drop off if everyone the movie was hates pretty, it. Like finite though. Like where else could the story go? I mean, just more spooky Nun stuff because clearly the Nun is fine because she appears chronologically later in The Conjuring too. Mm-hmm. Ugh, it's a whole thing. Um, okay. Yeah, that's the end of that. Like, there's nothing else to say. I, I know you want to like leave off on a point or something, but like, yeah, we're done. Yes, we are. Um, I do also want to tell you what we're watching next week, but I literally have no idea. It's just going to be what it is. Mm-hmm. So be uh, surprised. My, can I guess what might be next week? Sure. We might be doing an episode on The Predator. Ooh. But who even knows? Because I thought we were going to do one on the Meg, and I don't think that happened. So no. <laughs> um, you never know. Maybe it's on the Meg. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, you can find us on Twitter at Scream101Pod. You can find us on Facebook at Scream101Podcast. You can email us at Scream101Podcast at gmail.com. Find us on uh, Apple Podcasts, subscribe, rate, and review, and give us five stars because um, just please, we need it. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and our theme song is A Beat for You by the band Pseudo Echo. And uh, until next time, good luck on your journey. And stay gold, everybody. Bye. Bye-bye. This episode was brought to you by Pod People Productions. To find more episodes of this show and others, please visit podpeople.me. It's podcasts for the weird at heart. Hi, I'm Brennan. And I'm Dave. And we are the co-hosts of Cast Party. It's a freewheeling pop culture conversation. I am an online media mogul. And I'm not. I'm a drama teacher. Yes. In fact, my drama teacher. We kind of transplant the conversations that we have every time we hang out into a podcast, and we hope you like it. Check it out. Enjoy. At podpeople.me. That was was really fun and not awkward at all. (laughs) Bye.